Good day, everybody. Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily. This is our first market analysis of 2023. Uh, for everybody who's been paying attention to the precious metals sector, you have noticed quite the move in both gold and silver. Uh, quite spectacular, I might say. So who better to welcome into the podcast for our first market analysis than Jordan Royburn of the Daily Gold, JRB. He's actually smiling, not only because the bull market in gold is confirmed, but because his college football team, the Washington Huskies, are coming off a bull win. Congratulations, my friend. Well, thank you so much, Trevor. It's a pleasure to be on with you. I'm sure you had so much to do with that bull win and so much to do with this bull market. <laughs> yeah, in fact, thinking about it, nearly 100% of both can be attributed to me. <laughs> this is why we had you on, because you are the man. You are the man. Hey, okay, so besides the Huskies uh, finishing the season in winning fashion, uh, gold finished the year in winning fashion, I might say. I mean, maybe it's safe to say that. But it's, it, it, the last couple months have been a lot better for the precious metals sector than majority of 22 was. Good to see silver really. Uh, we saw it first in silver. Gold followed suit. Uh, we are starting to see silver uh, maybe slow down a little bit now, but gold continues its rise higher. In fact, Jordan, this morning, Early morning gold went up to about 1870 futures basis, hit some resistance here. Uh, talk to me about this move. Uh, do we? Can you see more to come? Does it need a little bit of a correction consolidation? It's just been a whirlwind of a couple weeks. Well, I, I do see more to come eventually. I'm not um, certain as far as the very short term. Gold has very stiff resistance around. I mean, the levels that I've been thinking about in the last week or so, you have 1840, 1870, and then 1900. So 1870 to 1900, there's some really stiff resistance in that range. I mean, you mentioned 1870. Um, we did hit 1871 earlier this morning. It's coming back. I have 1856 on my screen right now. A couple other things, you know, silver itself is um, lagging, especially in, in recent days. I mean, even today, silver is down. So... Um, silver has led this move, but it, it possibly has petered out over the last week or so. So that's one, uh, potential concern. Um, really nice move in the stocks today. Um, looking at, uh, you know, I follow GDXJ more than GDX just because it's juniors, the larger juniors. And so GDXJ, uh, all the way up above 38 today. I mean, one level I've been thinking about as the next target would be 42 for GDXJ. I mean, maybe, uh, maybe 33, 34 for GDX, which is uh, trading just below 31 right now. So the stocks do have, uh, I would think technically they have a little bit more upside. And you could say the same for gold. Again, gold hit 1870 today. So if you're if you're telling me this move still has a little bit more to go in the very short term. Those would be my levels to look at. 1900 for gold, 42 for GDXJ. Um, so silver petering out a little bit, that is a concern. Uh, but overall, I think um, beyond the very short term here, things are looking much better for precious metals, both I think fundamentally, fundamentally and technically. Well, let's talk about the fundamentals, Jordan, because you and I, in the last couple of times we've talked, we've discussed 
the move from the Fed and its interest rate monet- and its interest rate policies. Uh, we got a little bit of clarity in December. Listen, they are very serious about continuing to raise raise rates here to bring inflation down uh, as quickly as possible. But we seem to see the separation. Gold's finally separated from that narrative. It, it appears. Are you like you know what is what is gold sniffing out here fundamentally? If we do talk about the Fed continuing to raise interest rates, yeah, that's a really good point uh, that you just made. Um, and I've obviously been saying this for months and months that I think the Fed was going to be done hiking. I still think they're not going to be able to hike that much more. I mean, now they're at a max of four and a half percent. I think so. Um, I think it could be two things. I mean, first of all, yes, it's the simple explanation that I've been making for months and months, as I said, that um, sooner rather than later, the Fed is going to be done hiking rates. I I think the market thinks that you're not going to see them go that much more. I mean, they might be able to do another 50 and then they'll do 25 a couple times. So I think the market is sniffing that out. And this is different now than, I mean, when I was talking about this, when the Fed funds rate was at, you know, two and a half, three percent. And so I've been wrong. They'd be able to hike a lot more. But now precious metals are, not only are they performing well in nominal terms, but they're performing well in real terms. We're looking at, you know, gold's outperforming the S&P, gold against foreign currencies looks really good. It's only 4% away from an all-time high. Uh, gold against commodities is broken out. So all these things look really good. And that that's kind of a reflection of um, just the real threat of recession. And so I think the market is, you have that on the one hand, you have the scenario that, um, you know, you have all these indicators. I mean, the, the yield curves, they're just screaming recession coming. And so, you know, whether it's going to come in the next month or two or it takes six months, it's not going to make that big of a difference. And that given that the Fed, you know, maybe they get to 5%, they're going to have a lot of room to cut rates if the shit hits the fan, basically. So that's different than when rates are at 2 or 3%. Now with rates basically, you know, let's say they hike another 50, you're at 5%. So if the shit hits the fan, there's a lot of room for them to cut rates. And so I think gold could be starting to sniff those things out. I mean, the other thing that it might be, you know, which I haven't said is, okay, let's just say inflation is really sticky. It's not going to come down that much. Maybe it comes down to 5% or 5.5% or 4.5%. Maybe that's the lowest it comes down to, and you, and you have a real stagflation scenario where, the, you know, maybe the economy doesn't go into a full-blown recession Maybe it's only mild, but again, because you have because inflation is not coming down that much, and it stays at you know around five percent, you're in a real stagflation scenario. And the Fed can't—they're not going to be able to raise rates to like six or seven percent. I mean, there's just no way they can do that. So, if if you have that, I mean, you, you have the stagflation scenario, and it, and it eventually growth gets weaker. You know, and then they're going to have to cut at some point. So they're kind of getting really close to this catch twenty two, where we, there's no way we can hike rates to you know six and a half or seven or eight percent, and at the same time, we're going to have to cut rates eventually because the economy's weakening. 
So they're, I, I think I think they're getting really close to that point. Like that point is going to hit at some point this year. And I and for me, I think that if you look at in the last twenty years or so, gold has made a lot of significant breakouts on the back of the Fed starting to cut rates. I mean, it happened in twenty nineteen, and we had that breakout above thirteen seventy five. You go back to two thousand seven. Uh, that was a, a breakout above, uh, what was it? Seven or 800. I mean, I, I don't recall exactly, but, but basically you've had these breakouts when the fed has had to start cutting rates again. And I think that's setting up for at some point this year, if the fed is forced to cut rates because growth is weak, but inflation is not, it, there's no indication it's going to come down below four or 5%. That's just a really, I mean, that's really bad policy. And I think, I think that kind of scenario, like that's where you get gold's going above 2,100 um, and, and it's going even higher than that. Now, obviously that's not a month or two away, but I think that could be, I don't know, you know, four five, six, seven, eight months away, something like that. So it's, there's multiple things that could be going on here, Trevor, but I think we're just, we're, we're all the scenarios right now, they really look they all look gold bullish to me. And I think that's what the market's starting to sniff out. If you're all debating likelihood of recession in 2023, there was news out this morning that the December ISM manufacturing index was down for the second straight month uh, as well. In fact, a lot of the line items within that manufacturing index uh, showed con- con- everything was contracting pretty, pretty, pretty hard. Uh, and so that's another case for a recession this year. And just kind of curious, Jordan, let's talk about historically in, in kind of what you have seen. Um, does the, does the, does the buying of gold typically happen leading up to when, you know, if in a recession officially is, you know, is officially triggered. You know, what is that relationship between the price movement of gold compared to when we actually set into a recessionary type environment? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, I think, I think it depends more on policy, honestly, because Mm. looking at, um, well, I will mention this. I mean, looking at, um, so you have the 2000 to 2002 scenario. Uh, you have the 73, 74. You have uh, 68 to 70. And um, trying to think of the other one. Oh, t- obviously the 2008 scenario. Now in those three scenarios, I mean, the, the other one is that basically we've had, you know, four bad downturns, um, you know, in the last 50 years or so, or four really bad bear markets. And now in one of those in the mid seventies, gold went up during the recession. You know, it, it it was negatively correlated to everything the entire time. But the other three times we saw gold bottom about anywhere from, you know, nine to 10 months or 12 months after the bear market and the S and P started. And so that would have put us in December or, you know, a couple months before that, which is basically exactly when we bottomed. And, and normally that was around the time when the fed had to start cutting rates. So, you know, every downturn, every recession is different, but that's kind of the 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 most simple explanation I can make. It has more to do with the stock market and that it was, you know, roughly 9, 10 to 12 months in when the Fed had to start 
cutting rates at that point or a month or two after. That's basically when precious metals put in a major bottom and really started to turn higher. So I, I think that's what we're following. And so with respect to um, recession itself, I mean, the timing of each is different. Because if you look at the last two, I mean, you can't really count the COVID one because that was only a month. But if you look at the last two before that, you know, 2007 to 2009, that was a long recession. Gold went up at the beginning, you know, had the huge crash in the middle, basically it went up at the end. If you look at 2000 to 2002, uh, it's kind of, that's most similar to the current period in that the bear market started before the recession. The recession is at the later part of it. However, gold bottomed and started moving up before the recession hit. I mean, it, it bottomed, uh, you know, after the bear market and the S&P started, but it bottomed before the recession hit. So I think that's kind of what we're following. So there's really no tried and true formula with respect to gold and recession. It really depends on the S&P 500 and when the, uh, you know, when the Fed has to shift to easier policy. So I think recession is going, to, I think, given where we are here and now, it's going to be super bullish for precious metals because you have that coming in a real recession at this point, the fed is going to have to cut rates. I mean, they're obviously they're talking tough, but that's what they do all the time. I mean, they've, they've been able to hike this cycle, but if you're telling me there's going to be a recession this year, there's no way they're not going to be, they're not going to cut interest rates, especially looking at where the S and P 500 is because it's rebounding right now from 3,800, which is the 40-month moving average, which is an extremely important moving average. In the next couple months, if we see the market rollover again, it loses 3,800. It looks like it's going to test 3,500. And then the you know the the odds of recession are even higher. Um, you just put all these factors together. And plus, the recession is going to bring down inflation some more. I mean, you, you put all these factors together, they're going to have to cut rates. It's it's just a no-brainer, and that's going to be super bullish for precious metals. I think that's part of what, again, we're probably a couple months early, but I think that's part of what gold is really sniffing out. And if that scenario plays out where the market rolls over again, the Fed's obviously done hiking, and they're going to have to cut rates at some point. I think that that's the scenario. When they actually cut rates, that's, I think, when you get gold breaking above 2100 and making a real run. Jordan, the other piece of news that I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on, listen, you you and I can go in a rabbit hole about the paper market within gold, but let's focus on the physical gold market here. There's was There was news out uh, last fall into the winter that central banks around the world have continued to increase their gold reserves. In fact, Bloomberg actually put out an article, I think in November, it was called even central banks are buying gold for the zombie apocalypse. So uh, a little bit of a hyperbole there, I would suppose. But listen, it does tell the story. Central banks are buying physical gold. What you know? How is this driving the market? Is this is this kind of the is this a lead indicator for the retail speculator in this space? Uh, you know, I uh, I just did a video on this, and I'm uh, updating my book, uh, talking all things gold in the future, and. It's funny because back in the day, central banks, their market timing was really bad. Like it's basically been really bad other than in the last five years. And if you look at um, 
the last time, I mean, the two years that really stand out for central bank buying, 2018, that was the biggest on record at that point. And so central banks, um, they had something to do with that market bottom in 2018, if you're looking at the demand side. Um, so they, I mean, they were good market timers in that sense, in that they bought around the time, um, you know, when, when gold found support. And, you know, like now, it bottomed several months before the Fed stopped hiking. So we're seeing a lot of similarities to 2018. I mean, both technically and a little bit fundamentally. And uh, that the same thing happened this time around. So 2018 was number one at that point as far as central bank demand. Now, what year had the most? And this year totally blew 2018 out of the water. Mm-hmm. But, um, again, central bank buying probably had something to do with this bottom like it did in 2018 with that bottom uh moving forward i don't know if i don't think central bank demand is the number is going to be the number one thing in the real driver it's always investment demand i mean that's first that moves gold on the margin but i think um central bank demand again it clearly played a role in the bottom that we had as well as the bottom in 2018 and um you know i i don't know if that this level of demand will continue if gold keeps rising, but perhaps it will, or, or, or perhaps it will not be as strong as last year, 2018, but it'll be stronger than all the other years. Um, I mean, that's one scenario, but that, that, that's, that's how to look at it, that it's really not a, it's really not a driver, but it, it can help gold bottom. And so, you know, maybe the next time gold has a, decent size correction or you know maybe if it comes down to the low 1800s maybe you'll see a little bit more central bank buying come in but i i don't think we're going to see as high demand overall this year compared to 2022 uh, one quick last question for you on the junior and mining market on those equities here jordan uh real real quickly are we fundamentally did we fundamentally find our bottom and they're climbing out of this or is this more seasonality because we do know there is a seasonality to this speculative market yeah i mean that that's another great question i think you have to i think yes overall the sector did find its bottom um but i think that smaller juniors that have not rallied much or not performed as well because of the uh in part because of the huge tax loss selling at the end of last year, those have a chance to make a good move this month. You know, even if this gold rally peters out a little bit, just because there was so much selling and the, the the tax loss selling gets so overdone that you have the boomerang effect where you get into January, there's no, you know, there's no more sellers left. And so those stocks can pop, you know, regardless of what gold and silver are doing, but you know, all in all, for the small juniors or the big juniors, I think things look really good this year, and we've definitely seen a bottom. All right, Jordan, good to connect with you. Beginning of the year, pleasure to have you on. A lot more conversations between you and me will be happening this year. Look forward to it, and hopefully, um, you know, maybe we're not puckering up so much as we did in 2022. Maybe we'll have a bigger sigh of relief for 12 months rather than where's the bottom for what did we see? It was like eight months. It was like eight or nine months. It was just treacherous. It was really tough to swallow. It's all behind us now. We're, is it? Uh, okay. Yeah, it is. Full full sail. Full sail here. All right, Jordan, have yourself a great rest of your day, my friend. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me.
The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.